from the Mercy One Studio. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction Services. Good morning. Welcome to Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Father PJ, good morning. Good morning, Father. How do you feel this morning? Bright and chipper. Bright and shepherd, good words. My dear brothers and sisters, this is Be Not Afraid, and let us begin. In the name of the Father, and in the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Guard your church, we pray, O Lord, in your unceasingly mercy. And since without your mortal humanity is sure to fall, and direct to all that bring salvation. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. And the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let Amen. us proceed. Father, a lot is cared around the world about this virus. Mm-hmm. And curiously, the name or the title of our program is Be Not Afraid. <laughs> and I think it's a beautiful relation with the liturgy of the world for this coming third Sunday of Lent. Mm-hmm. In the first reading from the book of Exodus, Moses was in trouble. Moses was in trouble with these people that said, we are thirsty. Right. We are thirsty. So if you can guide us to read a little bit this introduction from the first reading. In those days, in their thirst for the water, the, Moses, the people grumbled against Moses, saying, Why did you make us leave Egypt? Was it just to have us die here of thirst with our children and our livestock? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? A little more and they will stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Go over there in front of the people, along with some of the elders of Israel, holding in your hand as you go the staff with which you struck the river, and I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and the water will flow from it for the people to drink. This Moses did in the presence of the elders of Israel. And the place was called Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled there and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord in our midst or not? Not. I often think, Father, um, you know, one of the things I, I miss most from my, my days uh, in, the, in the Dominicans is, is the choral office, is, is singing every morning. And, of course, of course, Psalm 100, right? Every single morning. Um, there the people tested you. So, so the people sang about this all the time. They remembered the day that they tested the Lord and, and, and that Moses even fell in a certain way. He grew frustrated uh, both with the people and with God because he's stuck in the middle, right? Um, but that so often we get so caught up in our heads um, or our hearts go so far astray that we wind up saying and doing things our better selves don't mean. Wow. Call my attention this sentence that in multiple ways, if you imagine our Lord said, what shall I do with these people? people? Right. Right. So it's like God is throwing up his hands. So, so what can I do? What can I do for these people? Right. These people have an amazing creation, have everything to enjoy. Why you are complaining about this kind of misinformation, confusion, scaring, and with... With whole respect, with our mass media brothers and sisters, and a terrible paranoia about this current situation. You know, one of the um, 
one of the greatest things for my spiritual life in recent years has been um, my dog. And it's because I'm totally responsible for this for this little bugger, and he makes me crazy because he'll he has he has good food and a good home and all sorts of love, but man, he always wants more. Wow. He always wants more, and he's always Demanding. doing things exactly. And, and 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 every time I lose my temper with him, I go, "This is exactly what our relationship with God is like." Except God's a lot nicer than me. <laughs> God is infinitely kinder to me than I am to my dog, and then it makes me feel guilty, and I go to confession, but. Um, but you know the, the 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 people right rely are are totally reliant on God, um, but that that reliance makes them uneasy because they want to be in control of their own fates, and this is the same dynamic that's at work in most of our lives. We know in our heads we rely entirely on God, but but we really wish we were in charge. This first reading from Exodus uh, remind us in in the Moses uh, shoes. How difficult it is to manage certain moments in our life with a certain communities, and we have been living that in our parishes in multiple ways. So, uh, before before I start the program, I will share with <laughs> with with uh, with uh, the brothers here that sometimes it's very difficult to uh, accepting people with a lot of preventions about this proximity. No? You know, right? <laughs> Approach me and a, and a woman to looking for confession with two bottles of sanitizers in the back <laughs> and then protect protect the the, the mouth and co- cover the face part of the face and said I, I need confession and I said I'm happy to help you and was accidentally just <coughs> cough but not because I, I am sick and the woman said can I back later so this kind of uh, circumstances create a lot uh, exaggeration mm-hmm. extra dimension about this reality and probably was very close to these uh, uh, people of God in the first reading that Moses asking, what shall I do with these people? Right, right. I think part of what happens, right, is that is that we're, we're very insecure creatures just by temperament, right? Okay. And so, and so the, the, it works kind of like this. My mom had a had an immune disease that that uh, had a disease which compromised her immune system. So the last two or three years of her life, she did have to be super careful, mask in public and gloves and the whole kind of bit. And it was the worst part of her disease. Okay. The physical suffering she could handle fine, but but for about three years, the only place she could go was her house and the blood bank. There wasn't any place else she could go. She actually snuck out of the house for my niece's first communion because the doctor had told her she couldn't come, <laughs> but she wasn't going to miss it. And uh, and there's a longer version of that, but the family that's listening is laughing right now. Um, the, uh, the the thing is, though, most people aren't in that compromised of a state. But what happens is we see that and we go, oh, well, shoot, if they could catch it and die, maybe I could too. I really don't want to die. I really don't want to die. Well, I, the likelihood of this happening to you is extremely low. That's the first bit. And the second bit is if you're really that worried about dying, don't buy a mask. Go to church. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Get your stuff together that way. If you don't get coronavirus, but you get hit by a bus, you're still covered. <laughs> and at the same time, it's the time to be prudent. And prudent is a virtue that on, that working in both ways. Right. Not me with the rest of the world, right. also the world with me. And it's a manner how in a very charitable expression, I can respect multiple preventions and perception about the, this kind of virus. But at the same time, we are people of God, trusting God. Be not afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Be not afraid. 
Thank you, Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid. Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction is a licensed, accredited, and experienced farm brokerage and auction company. Learn more at dreamdirt.com, including their online auction house, FarmBid, at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services, farm auctions done right. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Blessed International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessed International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessedMenInternational.org. That's BlessedMenInternational.org. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family-owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop, ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall, online at BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Are you suffering emotionally or spiritually after an abortion? At Intervisions Healthcare, we believe you deserve healing, forgiveness, and support. We've found that there are no quick fixes, but meeting with others who share the same pain can be a good start. To learn more about this healing ministry, call Intervisions at 515-440-2273, 515-440-2273, and ask for a nurse. Intervisions Healthcare, it's a safe and confidential place to begin the healing you deserve. Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Before to moving forward in the liturgy of the world for this coming Sunday, the first Sunday of Lent, Father, any kind of recommendation to the recipient for the Holy Communion and also the distribution of the precious blood? Well, so the, I mean, I think the first thing that needs to be said, which is what I was alluding to um, before before the break, right, is that um, the, the bishop here, as many bishops around the country have done, have sent memos to their pastors reminding them that they need to be prudent in their exercise of uh, in, in determining how and when people receive communion and under what species and that sort of thing. And that, there, and that there are times and places where it probably is more prudent to withdraw at least the common cup so as not to spread infection. And in the memo, the bishop specifically mentions healthcare facilities. So like hospitals and nursing homes, you already have people with compromised immune systems. Not probably such a great idea there. You know, at Christ the King, I've got two apartments for the elderly that are literally on the campus of my parish. Mm-hmm. So we have withdrawn the chalice, but that's in part because of them. In part also, frankly, because of me, because I don't have another priest right now. And if I go down, we're in big trouble. So I can't <laughs> afford to be drinking after 300 people. But the um, but the, but but that's a, that's a prudential decision that's made in the context of a particular place. That's not some sort of global, this is what we have to do all over the place. And I certainly wouldn't insist on it for anybody else. It's just... 
what seems to me to make the most sense at my place. I think um, a big mistake that has been made um, is that in the kind of hysteria that attends this, um, you know, uh, in some places um, they have tried to get people to stop receiving communion um, directly in the mouth, on the tongue, um, and that's that's not a thing. Like, they don't have the authority to do that, so that's a problem. Um, and the, the real issue there, right, is that when uh, when distributing communion, especially if the the minister is over, like either on a step or whatever, right. above the other person, there's actually less chance of contamination that way than there is in the hand. I touch people's hands with my fingers a lot more than I do their tongues. And um, when's the last time you licked a doorknob? <laughs> right? So people's hands in general are lots dirtier than their mouths. Um, the uh, the issue, of course, is that we need to be careful. Just in general, I and mean, this is a good reminder about just regular hygiene and stuff. We need to be careful when we're touching other people. We need to be careful um, when we're eating. And we need to be careful when we touch ourselves. Um, uh, but but the we want to we want to tread this this middle ground between hysteria on the one hand and a kind of laissez faire like none of this matters on the other. I was struck. I was trying to find the quotation and I couldn't um, during the break, but I, I was listening uh, to something the other day and, and heard a quote from Eusebius, who's a fourth century church historian who talks about the plague in, in third century Rome. And he says, the Christians, um, when they, when they saw the plague was, was abounding, did not do what the pagans do and quarantine the city, but went in to minister to the sick, taking on the illness of the ill themselves and so suffered a death worthy of the name martyr. Wow. And, of course, this tradition happens again and again in the life of the church, right? The, the Sisters of Mercy, who founded uh, the Mercy Hospital here in town, are developed out of that same tradition, right? That you, you, um, what we do when we see the sick is not turn them in the other direction or put on a hazmat suit. Um, we rather attend to them. Not in a foolish way. You don't stick your hand down their throat or start rubbing their blood on you or something crazy like this. But, um, but we attend to people as humanely and generously as possible. As I said with my mom, you know, when she was sick, um, the illness that she had wasn't nearly as, uh, as devastating as the lack of contact she could have with other people. And that contact with other people is often the best medicine that we can bring. Wow. It's incredible how in multiple ways we have been created and and a very unnecessary paranoia about this situation. But at the same time, the Episcopal Conference from Italy take on a very, very strong decision, and at the same time, may, may I use the word, mm -hmm. sad decision about the distribution of the Holy Eucharist, suspension of the Masses. So, you know, it has been known in the history of the Church um, that, uh, that communion of the faithful in general has been suspended apart from viaticum um, in times of plague. So that that is a thing. But the total suspension of mass uh, is is a bit difficult to understand. Now, I will freely admit I'm not in Italy, and so I don't know exactly what the situation is the bishops are facing there and what advice medical professionals are giving them. So I, I'm, 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 I'm slow to simply say this is bonkers, even though a large part of me wants to say this is bonkers. Um, but I, I think the, the, the bigger issue is that um, you, know, you, you want to tread the sort of middle path between – um, being so afraid that we're going to wind up passing the disease on to other people that we can't do anything. We become totally paralyzed and things shut down. Two, uh, on, on the other hand, um, a kind of uh, sinful presumptuousness, right? Um, God will just take care of me no matter what I do. Right, you know, right. Um, th 
the people that were upset about my withdrawal of the chalice this weekend, what I made a point of saying here, right, is is in in order in in order for it to be true that you can't get anything infectious from the precious blood, then um, then the accidents of wine must have disappeared. It mustn't be acting like any other wine is now. Um, and it must also be true then that Jesus in his human body could never get the flu or any other disease or couldn't carry it and pass it on to, to, to the others. And that, that clearly roils against what we think about Christ's humanity. That's not what's being said. So you take the same reasonable precautions you'd take any other place where there's, there's a public gathering going on, but you don't make it um, – you don't make church especially hysterical. Absolutely. And moving forward into the liturgy for this coming Sunday, Psalm 95, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Mm-hmm. And in, <laughs> again, this is a very providential coincidence with this current confusion season about this virus and also to live in our faith. One uh, one of the very significant points to highlight in this psalm is come, let us bow down in worship. Why we are trust more in our controlling ideas, how prevent this kind of contagious and also controlling ideas about our scared versus trust in God's will, in God's mercy, in God's compassion. It's a time to pray and closing to God, living these kind of troubled circumstances. You know, I think one of the, the great mistakes that we make, right, is um, is in presuming that trust in divine providence says, um, I'm always going to be okay. Uh, and, 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 and this is the problem that the, the Israelites are having in the, in the passage. They think that, that by trusting in God, what they're saying is, God's going to make sure the Egyptians don't get us, or if not the Egyptians, the Babylonians or whoever's next, right? But of course, they do get God. They get God almost every time. The point is, it's going to be okay. Life's going to be okay. God's going to prevail, even if you personally don't which is how we account for the lives of the martyrs, and which is why generous self-donation in moments like this is so very, very important. Be not afraid. Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Vitae Family Care is part of the Iowa Catholic Radio family. Pro-life physician Greg McKernan, a DO, has practiced for 27 years seeing patients of all ages with just about every kind of need. Dr. McKernan lives his faith as a physician and is trained in NAPRO technology allowing him to diagnose and treat many female conditions and even markedly reduce the occurrence of a miscarriage. VitaeFamilyCare.com Remember, Vitae is Latin for life. The Man Up West Power Lunch is Friday, March 13th at noon. St. Francis of Assisi Parish, Father P.J. McManus will discuss the power of mercy. The Divine Mercy is a way of life, not just a -a once-a-year holy day or chaplet prayed every Friday at 3 p.m. Father PJ will challenge and inspire you to accept God's mercy and be men of mercy. Cheese and veggie pizza will be provided for lunch. The Man Up West Power Lunch is Friday, March 13th at noon. St. Francis of Assisi Parish. Sign up at iowacatholicradio.com. Partial support for Catholic Women Now comes from injury attorney Fred Haas. 
When Iowans have been injured through no fault of their own, in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, harmed in a work-related injury, or suffered injury due to negligence of others, Fred Haas has been on their side to help recover from financial, physical, and emotional loss. Fred, double D, Haas, double A. Online at fredhaas.com. The Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time, let us do good. Welcome back to Be Not Afraid here on Iowa Catholic Radio, Father Fabian and Father PJ. Just a little shameless self-promotion here. Um, I'm the guest speaker at the Man Up Power Lunch this Friday at noon at St. Francis of Assisi. So, um, uh, gentlemen, if you'd like, come learn about the Divine Mercy. Father, God's mercy is really at the root of, of everything that we're preaching on this weekend, isn't it? Absolutely, especially when uh, we focus in the second reading from the letter from St. Paul to the Romans. Could you please guide us to read? Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in hope of the glory of God. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given us for Christ while we were still helpless, died at the appointed time for the ungodly. Indeed, only with great difficulty one dies for a just person, though perhaps for a good person one might even find the courage to die. But God proves his love for us in that, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen, amen, amen. Incredible how beautiful connection. In the first part, the book of Exodus, Moses in trouble, God intervene. Mm-hmm. provide consolation, then the, the 95 Psalms proclaim back to God, pray with them, and then St. Paul, with a splendor, divine wisdom, show us that trust in God is real and is fruitful at the same time. Yeah, and, and this passage from Romans is really sort of the heart of the gospel, of, 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 of the gospel proclamation. And it's the reason it's such an important passage uh, for Catholics, for Protestants, and for Orthodox Christians alike. Um, it often serves as part of the, the, the funeral liturgy in, in all three traditions. Um, and it's because, really, this, this is kind of the meat and potatoes of it. We don't get to share in God's life because we're especially good. We don't get to share in God's life because we keep the commandments. We don't get to share in God's life because of anything we've done at all. God shows God's true colors. God shows God's character by the life, death, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And in the death of the Lord Jesus, we see most perfectly how God loves us because he dies for us even though we don't deserve it, because we don't deserve it. And it's because of that that keeping the law and doing good works and and participating in works of mercy is, is so important. For Christ, while we were still helpless, Helpless. Wow. Right. So St. Paul, right, is, is, is railing against this kind of fix that the, the Jews had gotten themselves into, which appeared to be that, 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 that they were trying to sort of earn God's favor by the keeping of the law, and especially by the finickiness of the law, whether this pot was cleaned right way or whether this nose was washed right or whatever the thing was. And, um, and, and, and Paul's pushing back against that, saying the observances of the law are there for our good, but not for God's. And, and no amount of any of that is going to make you favorable before God. It might just make you, I don't know, cleaner or something. Um, and so, and so what, what, what restores relationship with God, and the only thing that can restore relationship with God, 
is the life and death of the man who was also God. Absolutely. And the death of the God man restores everyone to life. And at the same time, for us, in this context of a lot of paranoia, these words from St. Paul enlighten us an unconditional trust in God's mercy and compassion. He is with us. Mm -hmm. He wants to be with us. And sometimes our scaring circumstances and reaction make it far away God's presence in our life. This is a little bit of a preview for my, my talk on Friday, but the, the move here I think is important. You know, during Lent, uh, a lot of times we focus on the corporal and the spiritual works of mercy. Um, and uh, the, those same lists, which are drawn from uh, Matthew uh, 25, um, uh, those, those same lists um, in earlier history were known not as the works of mercy, but the alms deeds of justice. And this can look like a, like a contradiction. Um, mercy is clearly something more than justice, and that's certainly true. But the reason in the tradition the language shifts is because while, while in justice we owe the poor their bread, we owe the poor their bread, inasmuch as we're participating in the action of God, they're gifts of mercy. Wow. Because what we owe each other and what God owes us are very, very different things. Then... The Gospel of John. Mm -hmm. Lord, you are truly the Savior of the world. Give me living water that I may never thirst again. So the passage about the woman at the well is one of the most beloved in all of the Gospels. And it's because even though she's such a public sinner, um, I think she's relatable for every one of us. Absolutely. I mean, most of us have not had five husbands, and the <laughs> one we're with now isn't our husband. But most of us have made the same mistake over and over and over again and not been able to get ourselves out of it. And most of us that would be bothering even to listen to something like this have had some sort of experience of the Lord that's been so profound and so moving, we have to go tell everyone we know about it. Wow. And, and, and that's really what we get to see is, is this is a window into the conversion experience of one of the earliest Christians, and it changes everything. She's never the same. I think if we identify ourselves with this woman in this passage, we can enjoy also the mercy from God to asking us to take from him the living water. Right, right. So, 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 that, so that the offer of divine mercy, um, it, everyone enjoys God's mercy whether they recognize it or not because the act of existence is the first act of God's mercy. You, you don't... You might deserve to exist in the sense that I don't have the right to kill you, but God has no obligation to make you. And Absolutely. so and so the act of creation is the first act of mercy on the part of God. The offer of God's mercy, the gift of living water, the, the, the hope of faith in Christ Jesus, the graces of holy baptism and the sacramental life of the church, all that is an invitation beyond the reception of mercy generically and an invitation to live the very life of God himself. Absolutely. Let us trust in God, back to God, and worship God unconditionally in terms to receive peace and serenity, especially in these uh, turmoil circumstances, a lot of paranoia, and at the same time, a lot of situations to be aware and mm -hmm. be alert to taking care of ourselves and others as well. Father, could you please send us your healing blessing to recovering hope and trust in God, and also, obviously, be not afraid. May God the Father bless you, God the Son heal you, and God the Holy Spirit 
sustain you with life. May Almighty God bless you all, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. Jesus is on the way to encounter you. Join Father Fabian Moncada every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Also tune in Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for Be Not Afraid in Spanish. Now, hear the good news and be not afraid. Be Not Afraid is underwritten by Associated Ophthalmologists and Dream Dirt, Farm Real Estate and Auction Services.